Hey friends, Derek Wetmore from the Score North Twin Show here. We got a special episode, a bit of a mishmash today. We've got the Hot Stove Edition with myself and Phil Maggie. That's coming up right now. And then I wanted to throw in the phone call that we had with Dan Hayes of The Athletic earlier this week. That was actually from Score North Live, the show that Rami hosts from noon to two on Score North, scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Um, this was just, it was a fun conversation and because I put it in, I got to try out my Madison Bumgarner joke twice. Got to say two different audiences, same result. You let me know what you thought of it at me at Derek Wetmore on Twitter. Oh, and, uh, one more thing. This first part of the show was recorded early Thursday. So before the angels signed Julio Teheran, trust me, it doesn't change the content of the episode. Here's the show. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It is the Score North AL Central Champs Hope to Defend the Crown Twin Show. I'm Derek Wetmore. This is Phil Mackey. We've got the Hot Stove Edition. Phil, I thought we'd start it off with the report card. The Jim Bowden gave in the athletics. C-plus for the Twins. Your thoughts? Wait, an off-season report card? Yeah, off-season. Yeah, Hold C+. on a second. Did I, did I hop into DeLorean and go four months into the future here? Let me check my calendar quick. I don't get it. No, it says, that's right, you've never seen a movie. <laughs> for, all you, uh, for all you kids listening at home who have never seen Back to the Future. Oh, okay. There I you go. It. All right, time travel uh, it, it, it is December 19th. The winter meetings ended a week ago. And we're already giving out report cards for the off season. There are still some really interesting names out there. Josh Donaldson hasn't even signed. Right. Here's my question, okay? So, so the Twins have a C plus right now, according to Jim Bowden, and I don't think they're going to sign Josh Donaldson. But let's say they sign Dallas Keuchel and Josh Donaldson. It goes up. Like what? What B-. is the point of the exercise? <laughs> right, right. Well, I guess we <laughs> yes. just we just spent two minutes on it. Is yeah. the point? <laughs> So I know you have a list of remaining free agents that are out there. And actually, uh, our buddy Jake DePew posted a great piece earlier this week on scorenorth.com. Five potential trade possibilities. Just pure, reckless speculation. But there's some realistic combinations in there. Um, so there's some. So there are paths here. And so here's, here's where I see the twins and fan angst and everything that we've been talking about the last month or so. I think... The Twins have legitimately gone into the offseason planning to land a Zach Wheeler or a Madison Bumgarner. And I think they were just caught a little off guard with how many teams and how much money was going to go to those pitchers. I think they were a little bit shell-shocked by the price of shopping compared to the last couple offseasons. So a lot of people think that the Twins make like these fake advances at free agents so that they can have a PR stance that says, hey, we go after free agents. Look, we tried, right? And really it's just them like filing... Uh, a number through Lavelli Neal or yeah, yeah, Dan yeah. Hayes from the Athletic, so that or Doogie, so they can just report. Well, this was a close offer, but uh, it makes us look like we're trying, but not really. I think that's ludicrous, and I just think that's. I think the reality is, there's, I don't know, three or four impact pitchers in free agency, maybe five, depending on what your definition of impact is. And like 12 teams that want those pitchers. And so the price goes up. Garrett Cole, price goes up. Record price, Steven Strasburg. I think the Twins still have plenty of avenues by which they can land a playoff rotation caliber guy. But the road to get there has been rockier than they thought. 
and they might have to pivot and deviate from their strategy. This has not been the ideal start to free agency. I will grant them that, but there are trades to be made. Yeah. If you sign Dallas Keuchel, he upgrades your rotation. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and hammer the Twins on December 19th when maybe they're only on like plan B of five or six different potential offseason blueprints. Well, and it's like I told Rami, too. You can have all the interest in the world. Hang with me here. You can have all the interest in the world in Madison Bumgarner if you want to, but if his horse stable is in Phoenix and he says, hey, let's get it done with the Diamondbacks, I mean, how are they supposed to prevent a guy from giving another team a horse town discount? Wow, I see what you did there. Wow. Really? That's what this show has devolved into now. I led you to water. Wow. Sorry. Wow, there. There it is, right there. Uh, the way, we there, had... are, like, there are horses. In... I grew up on a hobby farm in Corcoran. It's I know. Great. We talked about There's this. horses in Corcoran. But not his horses. You his horses are in Phoenix. Bring them up here. Uh, or he has some stable there because he... they're actually in North Carolina. But then for spring training, he'd bring them to Arizona, I guess. Wait. I don't know. Madison Bumgarner brings his horses from North Carolina to Arizona. You betcha. In spring training. You betcha. Wow. Yeah, that's what they had. There was God a story. I think it was Zach, Zach Buchanan in The Athletic who had a story about that. And it's like, uh, well, you can't compete against that. It's like, you remember two off seasons ago, Phil? I was just hammering the drum of like, the Twins are the exact kind of team that should be in on Shohei Otani. Yeah. Well, if he hands in a list of finalists and says, hey, these six teams are possible destinations for me, and all six of them are Arizona spring training teams. What are you going to do? Right. Okay, well, let's, <laughs> well let's, let's peel back these layers for a second, though, yeah. because there's a lot of people that don't want to hear the excuses. There's a lot of Twins fans that sit here and say, I, I've heard that excuse a hundred times in the last 20 years. Rami, too, by the way. Rami and I had this fight that he, is, he said, I hear you. But I can only hear you so many times before sure. that starts to fall on deaf ears. And I understand that perspective. I really do, and I want to respect that perspective. Uh, it is true that if nine-figure offers are on the table and Madison Bumgarner has or, – or slightly less than nine-figure offers are on the table and Madison Bumgarner has horses and he loves Scottsdale because Scottsdale is amazing. I'm getting married to in Scottsdale next week. It's going to be great. Looking forward um, to it. But – that is a wild card that the Twins have to deal with. Sure. They have to deal with the fact that Orange County is a more appealing place to live, that Miami is a more appealing place to live, although that franchise is a dumpster fire. They have to deal with that. And so the the response from, I think, rightly critical Twins fans is, what is your equalizer? What is the thing that's going to put the Twins over the top to be number one on someone's list? If it's not climate, if it's not league, if Madison Baumgartner wants to pitch in the National League, the only sword you have is money, right? I mean, that would be if, if you wanted to offer $25 million more over five years, and I'm making these numbers up, but like yeah. if the Diamondbacks said, all right, we'll give you 80 to 90 over five years, but that's pretty much what we feel comfortable with. Does that mean that the Twins have to offer $125 million on that same length of contract to get him to say, all right, even though he doesn't really want to play here? That's the battle that they're fighting right now. And what I would say is, I'm not going to rip you for any of these individual whiffs so far, but collectively, if you want to make this a World Series winning team, at some point, you're going to have to get uncomfortable with the amount of prospects or money that you give up for that game-changing, rotation-changing pitcher. Yes. Unless you build perfectly from within and everyone peaks at the same time. But, I mean, give me... Even the Royals, when they built most of their team from within a few years ago, they added some key pieces... Right. And they gave up some prospects, and they spent a little bit of money on some of those players. Like you're going to have to get a little uncomfortable with a free agent or a trade or or multiple at some point. And to this point, they haven't. I'll go a step further. 
Might have to be willing to lose a trade at some point. Like like long term talk loss, future yeah. value twenty twenty four war okay they might the other team might have come out with more yeah but like we went to two World Series right that that's that's losing a trade quote unquote on a value proposition standpoint so like I'm I'm completely with you you might have to be uncomfortable along the way um I I actually I don't think I don't think it's unfair to rip the Twins and I also if I'm the Twins. Don't really care too much that you or me or Rami or anybody, Ricey, is ripping them. If I think that I am on this path where money is not going to be the great equalizer, let me explain what I mean. Okay. You talked about, okay, let's say, let's say Mad Bum took what, 5 and 85, including, I saw like deferred money or whatever makes it like 6 million bucks this year or something like that it's so that sad. they can because yeah. Yasmani Tomas is still on their payroll and like they they would have just been hamstrung this year if they added 22 million for Mad Bum or whatever so they added 6 and they still get to add 31 year old Mad Bum like that's clearly Great. it's a player bending over backwards to make this work for you yes. right that's that's how I read into it so if you're the twins you can either way outspend it that's a resource that you mentioned as a as an equalizer since we're not on a coast even though we have more shoreline than california but it's don't true. at me it is true there is another equalizer that hasn't really reared its head yet and i don't i don't know if this is where baseball is going but this is what it is in my head phil if you are a super free agent maybe this doesn't matter to you if you're garrett cole you might be like i'm garrett cole i am garrett cole i made this happen but if i'm garrett cole me Derek wetmore sitting here on this microphone I might be giving a lot of credit to the Astros ecosystem, the environment in which I thrived. I would look back to my Pirates days and been like, yeah, I was I had a big fastball and I like my breaking stuff and I was a good pitcher. I was a first round pick for a reason. The Astros helped me unlock my 99th percentile and now I'm Garrett bleeping Cole in capital letters. So I don't know if if any free agent along the spectrum is going to think like that, but... If baseball goes in the way that I see it heading, which is there are going to be some teams that are really bad at unlocking that, and there are going to be some teams who just have the secret sauce, I would I would put the Twins in the latter category. They are one of the teams that is better at Look at how many people just got hired out of their organization. Teams around the league are coming to the Twins and saying, hey, we're going to take this guy and this guy from you. Please teach us what the Twins do so well to make Mitch Garver, Mitch yeah. Garver. Yep. And then, okay, since real quick, because there's so many side streets off this. Okay, I just want to. I, I don't even remember the guy's name. The Twins just hired. Is it the hitting coach from UC Santa Barbara? Oh yeah. The, the, the guy wears flip flops to work every day. He's got a beard, and he's just got this great way of teaching and empowering college hitters. And it's a little bit like the success the Twins found in West Johnson, bringing him in from the college ranks. They're hoping to do that. Now, they uh, they hired him to be the minor league hitting coordinator, so he's not going to be on the major league staff. But I bring this up to say that when the Twins made that announcement, or when that, I don't know if they announced it or if it just leaked out publicly last week. Yeah, but, there was a report that uh, Donegal Fergus. Okay, guy's got a great name. 80-grade baseball name, yep. yes. So, Wes Johnson... Helped unlock Tyler Duffy. He helped unlock Taylor Rogers to some extent, um, although he was being unlocked before Wes Johnson got here. But Wes Johnson added velocity to pitchers. So let's chalk Wes Johnson up to a successful, obscure uh, pitching guru pluck from college. And the Twins have plucked a lot of smart people behind the scenes that are now getting plucked to be with other organizations, right? In some cases, after yeah. one season. And 
this is to bring it back full circle to the point I was making out the top of the show. This news leaks out that the Twins make a creative, smart hire, another creative, smart hire, in a long line of creative, smart hires, to help continue to build their pipeline and their ecosystem and make their process better behind the scenes, okay? That's the type of move that doesn't generate big headlines but makes a ton of difference behind the scenes. A guy like Mitch Garver doesn't become Mitch Garver by just like, oh, I woke up one morning and I figured it out, right? They have put coaches and they have put systems and and scouting systems in place behind the scenes to get the most out of Mitch Garver, to get the most out of Jorge Polanco and Max Kepler, right, and Tyler Duffy. And so when I see them make a smart hire like that, I think, awesome, that's that's exactly what you should be doing. That's what the Timberwolves are trying to do. And I feel like when that move leaks out or gets announced – a ridiculously large percentage of people say, oh, there it is. Sure. There's the big move. Sure. Classic twins. Can't get Madison Bumgarner, but they get some random college hitting coach, and we're supposed to be happy about that. To which I would say it doesn't, it doesn't replace the need for top-end starting pitching, but that's the type of – if you're a middle market or a small market organization, and the twins are a middle market organization, they're not going to be able to outspend the Yankees, the Red Sox, They've got to be smart on the margins, and they've got to do things behind the scenes that help get a Max Kepler from being underperforming or mediocre to being an MVP candidate. And you don't just do that by assembling a hodgepodge group of people behind the scenes, right? Sure. Like That stuff is just as important for the Twins as Zach Wheeler or as Madison Bumgarner. And... I just get I get so annoyed when a move like that that get, and maybe it, maybe that's a whiff I don't know like we'll find out if this guy can coach in the minor leagues or not but like if this is the next Wes Johnson it's a, it's an awesome hire and it's going to help hitters throughout the organization um, and I just I just wish that when they whiff on Zach Wheeler that it wasn't like oh it's Armageddon and this is a garbage front office and these and, and and these guys are just trying to pull the wool over fans' eyes no this is a great front office. It's a very smart front office. They make a lot of great hires, and they still need to add top yes. end pitching. Yeah, okay, I was okay, say. and like, and they will deserve to be ripped at some point in March or April if this is the roster that goes into spring training was, in the regular season. I was going to say I've never like wrestled you or basketball battled <laughs> you for a rebound, but I'm going to try to elbow you off your soapbox here for a second Sorry. to ask you a question. I had to get that off my chest. It's important, and but there are, we have a lot of listeners on the Score North First Place Twin Show who who aren't. When when Wheeler signs and then Bumgarner signs, who aren't ready to find the next president of baseball ops. Falvey failed. Screw it. Move on. There are some people who are doing that, and that's fine. But I think that's a, a really, really loud minority. I think most of our listeners on this show, of which there are many, think, hey, this thing's going in the right direction. And also it's frustrating that no chance on Garrett Cole, no chance on Anthony Rendon haven't seen Mookie Betts rumors, you know, all, all of these things. Like, it's still frustrating yeah. to a, a good portion of our listeners. So I just plopped down in front of you, Phil. MLB trade rumors, top 10 remaining free agents. And I know we don't have all the time in the world here. But of the remaining top free agents, needle-moving you know, free agents. You want me to go through this here, or do you I, want to go through it? I want you to read through them and tell me in order which of them makes sense. Paper copy, I like it. Because... <laughs> There are still moves that the Twins could make, and I won't really let up on the, hey, are you going to do something? Are you going to do something? Until 
all those are off the board. Then okay. we can start talking trades. And I know they're doing it simultaneously, but you get my point. All right. I'm just going to fly through this and give you quick analysis, yep. okay? Josh Donaldson absolutely moves the needle. Yep. Sounds like he's going to get 20-ish million dollars a year on like a four-year contract, and he's 34 right now. <sighs> That's aggressive. Um, but I think he's the type of guy. He's still really good defensively. I don't think that guy drops off a cliff. I think, I think if you sign him right now, you get an – not an M, but you get a guy who could get MVP votes for the next couple of years. I really, I really think you get a great player for the next couple of years. Two All Star years and then two question mark years. Yes, and his presence at third means that Sano can move to first, and your infield defense gets better because of it. Sure. So, and and your lineup, you maybe you get Nelson Cruz coming back down the other side of the hill, and maybe maybe a couple other guys. Maybe Max Kepler doesn't have the season that he had. Sure, but. You you bolster a great offense by bringing him in. He moves the needle and makes it a successful offseason, even though he's not rain. a pitcher. He still brings rain. Uh, you can also, if you sign him, you can also sign a pitcher. Sign a pitcher or go trade for a pitcher yeah, later. Yeah. It, it can happen. Okay. Uh, uh, Nick Castel, uh, Nick Castellanos or Castellanos, depending on what region of the world you're from. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 28, so his age is more appealing to me than a Josh Donaldson. But Josh Donaldson is so impactful that yeah, I, I think, would lean Josh Donaldson. I agree with that. Hyunjin Ryu, it sounds like he's going to get like $20 million on a three- or a four-year contract. Four and 80, are you doing it? I'm doing it. Yeah. Even though he's coming from the National League and even though he hasn't proven to be durable, when he's on the field, he's a really good pitcher, and he's probably your first or second best starting pitcher. So I'm in. Okay. Are you in or out on him? I Ryu's my top target. Okay. Uh, Dallas Keuchel, not as good on the top end, at especially in his early 30s, uh, 32, as Hyunjin Ryu, but... If you signed a Dallas Keuchel, you would be improving your starting pitching rotation. I hear all the concerns that you floated out there about he's a ground ball pitcher in a strikeout league and you have a weak infield defense. Shifting can sort of mitigate some of that. I hear your concerns. You only have three proven starting pitchers right now, sure. and he at least gives you a fourth. If, you're, if your argument is he is more proven and likely to succeed in 2020 than Devin Smeltzer, then I can't disagree with you. You know how you could also make that signing make more sense? Sign Josh Donaldson and trade for Francisco Lindor. Sure. Like, <laughs> now you've got a better infield defense. Right. The ground balls don't scare me. Uh, Julio Tehran, just oh, nice. one of those dudes. He's 29. He's been around forever with the Braves. And um, another ground ball guy, not a big strikeout guy. Is Intriguing, he... but not one of your three best starters. Is he next? Oh, uh, Marcelo Zuna's on that list, too. Power hitting, outfield bat. No thanks, not a fit for this team. The fact that we just got to Julio Teheran, who was non-tendered in Arizona, I guess to make room for Madison Bumgarner now that we know all the facts of history, um, the fact that he is the next one on the list speaks to the quality of the rest of the list. I'll just say that. Agreed. I'm not saying he's not a good pitcher. I'm not saying there's not upside there and something to target, something to like, but the fact that a guy who was non-tendered and still hasn't signed is next on the top 10 remaining free agents, yeah. I think speaks to the quality of the class. And I'll fly through the rest of them. So Will Harris is a right-handed reliever. He's been solid the last few years. Corey Dickerson, power-hitting outfielder. Uh, Daniel Hudson, right-handed pitcher. And then other guys like Robinson Chirinos. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you don't need another catcher. He, here's where I'm at with like a Corey Dickerson. If you can trade Eddie Rosario, Jake DePew brought this up. Uh, Sandy Alcantara is a promising 24-, 25-year-old pitcher for the Miami Marlins who have no idea what they're doing down there. Just zero clue. Like, guy's talented. They hired James Rousen, so well, that, they did one hire. thing right. Yep. 
if you thought you could trade Eddie Rosario and like Nick Gordon to the Marlins, because they've been they've been trading players with team control left and right, and no one knows what their strategy is. But I think part of their strategy is get guys who can bring fans to the ballpark. It's possible that Eddie Rosario, flashy player, closer to where he's originally from, Puerto Rico, right? Like I could I could see him being really appealing to the Miami Marlins. If you're the Twins and you can get a guy like that via trade and you have to lose a Miguel Sano or an Eddie Rosario, that's where like a Corey Dickerson comes in. You can sign a Corey Dickerson for a one- or a two-year contract and not break the bank. Uh, otherwise, there's not a whole lot of impact left on this list. And I don't know. I just don't I – don't, I don't think there's anyone on this list other than Josh Donaldson that like really moves the needle unless Hyunjin Ryu – is fully healthy and ready to rock like he was for most of last year in Los Angeles. Yeah, but. if you're looking for impact, the Indians are reportedly willing to trade Francisco Lindor and Mike Clevenger. So not sure how you get any more impact yeah. than that. You minus wins from their organization, Adam Dior's. Who says yeah. no? <laughs> but you know what? Just to put a bow on this. Just easy. Even though the names that the Twins were most interested in, based on reports, have come off the board here. Zach Wheeler, Madison Bumgarner. There are ways to upgrade this team. The trade deadline is still a great way to upgrade this team. And I'm just, for everyone who's been sending us tweets and emails, like, what do you got to say now, Mackie and Wetmore? It's December 19th. If it's March 19th and their and their roster looks strikingly similar and they haven't spent 20 or $30 million or whatever, uh, whatever makes sense for payroll, then the conversation will be much more critical. Absolutely. Because we, we agree on that part of it. Like, yeah. if, if the season starts tomorrow... You shouldn't feel comfortable about this roster, given all of the runway that you had to improve on it. Yes. I know they won 101 games, and now there's a target on your back, so go get better. Uh, the Marlins pitcher that I like, uh, I don't know how heralded he is, but he was floated in some trade rumors this winter meetings. I don't even know how to say his first name. El- Eliezer Hernandez. I believe it's pronounced Eliezer. Okay. But yes. Uh, sneaky. Sneaky. He's got like a five-something ERA. I feel like so. the Marlins have some Ferraris parked in the garage and have no idea where the keys are. That's possible. You Entirely know? possible. So there's there are upgrades that are needed. There are upgrades out there. There are high-impact trades that you could make. But, yeah, the rest of the winter of inactivity, I think we'd both be disappointed by that too. Uh, say. Yes. So, But in the meantime, my guess is baseball is going to shut down for a couple weeks here during the holidays like uh, like it normally does. And then talks probably pick back up in January. So, if you want to, uh, if you want to at us on Twitter at Derek Wetmore at Phil Mackey and also on Instagram, go ahead and voice your frustrations. Yes, but we're going to remain mostly patient and give a smart front office time to operate before we destroy them. I'm going to try to <laughs> so. sit at my center until it's time to attack. Um, we usually ask for a rating at this part of the show. I'm not going to do that today. It's the holiday season, so please be in the giving generous spirit. And uh, if you like the Twin Show, share it with a friend. Somebody you talk Twins baseball with anyways, whatever. Just float them the show, and uh, we think they'd like it too. So that's our uh, our ask for this holiday season, if you could help us out. It would be so much appreciated. That's Phil Mackey, and I'm Derek Wetmore. This has been the Hot Stove Edition of the Score North. First place, AL Central champs hoping to defend your crown, but got to do something eventually. Twins show. We'll talk to you next week. 
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Derek wouldn't participate really fully in an exercise I just did in the previous segment, and that was the midterm free agency grade for the Minnesota Twins. I gave him a C plus. Derek ducked the question by giving him an incomplete. <laughs> Come on, it's fair. Are you willing to put a grade, a midterm grade, on free agency for the mid- for the Minnesota Twins to this point? Um, I'll, I'll go B. Uh, they haven't done anything that blows you away, but they've gotten a lot accomplished um, just by bringing back four or bringing back three guys. Those were all free agents. Um, you know, they've filled out two thirds of the uh, spots in the rotation they needed to fill by bringing back Odorizzi, by bringing back Michael Pineda. They got Sergio Roma back, so the bullpen's pretty full, and they got a good catcher to a, a I should say a catcher that will pair well with Mitch Garver. In Alex Avila, I wouldn't. I, I think good constitutes all-around play. I think he's a a very good from the uh, hitting right-handed pitching perspective, but not a guy that you would want in there every day. But you know, I mean, there needs to be more done uh, this team. But at the same time, I don't know that free agency um, is going to solve it. They may have to go the trade route. I, so I, I look at more as a off-season grade uh, so far rather than free agency. It's you know. It's hard when when you have had um, a couple pitchers who clearly have their preference for where they're going to go. You know, Garrett Cole and Strasburg were just not going to come here. That's the they're not going to choose Minnesota. Um, and you have two West Coast guys between Bumgarner and and Ryu, and those are hard sells. I, I don't know that you know they were realistic players for. You've seen enough on Bumgarner that suggested he won Arizona, and and so. It's hard to say, man, this team really had a shot at him when, when it's, he took less money, it sounds like, to go to his horse ranch and, and pitch in the NL West that he knows so well. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if Ryu chose either the Angels or, or to stick with the Dodgers, regardless of how much less the money is, um, just based on the fact that he loves Los Angeles. And it, it's tough, you know, I mean, it, I, to to say that Minnesota is an easy place for someone to pick that really hasn't been there. And so when those are your top targets, it's hard to kind of grade the twins on that. And I think for what they've been able to accomplish, they've done a good job so far. Um, but let's see what they do, whether it's trade market or signing a uh, another pitcher here coming up. Dan, good to be talking with you. It's Wetmore, and uh, I guess you could say that Madison Bumgarner gave the Snakes a uh, horse town discount. <sighs> wow, <laughs> you know, can we just uh, rewind ten seconds and forget like we ever heard that? <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Okay, I'm, okay, Thank okay, you. okay. I'll ask you a real question. Um, so the Twins are clearly going to have to, or statedly, anyways, going to try to do more about their pitching staff. So much has been made of that, and you brought up trades. I'm glad you did. Um, just even. N- I'm not taking my eye off the ball here, and pitching, pitching, pitching is the story. But what do you suppose the Twins are going to do at first base after they non-tendered C.J. Crone? Uh, seems to me like there's probably still a hole on their 26-man roster. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, he's in that mix. Um, you know, there's a couple guys out there that are veterans. I think Justin Smoke's available and Mitch Moreland. It, it really depends on what they can do. And, and Josh Donaldson sounds interesting with the possibility of moving Miguel Snow to third. But fourth year, it, you know, mm. it, it's sort of like that, that fourth year on him, sort of like that fifth year on Madison Bumgarner. I mean, Madison Bumgarner's arm has lived a lot of life so far when you look at what his career numbers are josh donaldson's body has taken quite the beating over the years and and so i wonder if they want that i mean you're adding him in you already have a very good strong leadership group in the clubhouse if you're adding him you're doing it to upgrade your infield defense and there's no question the twins need to do that um it's hard to do when you've got some guys who are probably Middle of the road at best when it comes to range defensively up the middle. You know, Luis Arise, I think they're working with him to improve his first foot, uh, his first step reaction next year, um, and, and maybe make him a little bit more valuable. But, you know, between Arise and, and Polanco, it's pretty clear you have bat first guys up the middle. So Donaldson's intriguing to me, obviously, just because he's an all world defender over there, but, you know, I mean, you're you're talking about a guy that's pretty old already, and and to throw a fourth year on there, um, that could get pretty ugly. So I don't, I, you know, first base is clearly a a spot that's lower on the priority list, I think, than starting pitching would be, um, just because you need another arm, you need somebody out there that's going to keep you going, and and I think, you know, based on what Cleveland's done, um, trading Corey Kluber the other day, um, I, I think that if you add another good piece. You know, that you really have a, a shot to stake your claim and, and win the division and, and get yourself in a position to win the division. And and if you need to upgrade that rotation as the year goes along, you have the possibility at the deadline. But um, they, I, I think p- pitching is definitely priority first. And, and first base, you know, all those guys are still out there. And I think the Twins are open to C.J. Crone coming back. But, you know, they're, they're very concerned about that thumb. And, mm. you know, when you hear them talk about how serious it is, it really depends on – on what price he's going to come back at, I think they have some reservations. And, uh, you know, it's we saw what happened um, in that second half, just the inability to hit the ball as hard as he has. And, you know, he's a good defender. They need something good defensively, whether it's at first base or third base. But I, I just think pitching's higher right now. Mm-hmm. Talking with Dan Hayes of The Athletic here on Score North Live on 1500. Dan, I think a lot of Twins fans are either not intrigued by what's out there on the free agent market in terms of the pitchers that are left or just don't think the Twins are realistic contenders to sign those guys. They're looking ahead to the trade market. What on the trade market intrigues you, and do you think they'll be more willing to pay the price and prospects now than they were at the trade deadline back in, uh, back in, in during the season? Well, I, I think they were totally willing to spend in the, during the season. I don't think they had the opportunity to get Marcus Stroman. Um, I think they felt like their offer was much better than what the uh, Blue Jays got from the Mets in, in return for Stroman. Um, but I, I think they were fully willing to spend at that point. Uh, you know, it's different when you're talking about having to trade Byron Buxton off the roster at the time because then you solve an immediate uh, void where he was by taking away your center fielder, if you if that that Stroman deal, I mean, uh, sorry, the Syndergaard deal was was that rumor of him for for Syndergaard. You, you take your center fielder and probably your most popular player and one of your most energetic guys, um, and you take that guy off the roster, then you have to fill that void. So, I think they were fully willing to deal 
a Royce Lewis or Alex Kirloff in July. I don't think that the chance came up for them, and you know the Mets didn't seem like that was the direction they were looking for with Syndergaard. So it, it's tricky, but I, I believe the Twins are, are very motivated when it comes to that side of things, and, and we should see uh, something come up here probably. You know, I, it'll be interesting. I, I think that's a way to go is the trade market, and you know whether it's a John Gray type where you have to give up prospects or whether it is a David Price where you're willing to take on salary. I, mean, I think they're open to being creative and probably just trying to see what happens with Ryu first and, and move on from there if, if he moves on. Dan, I'm asking you to forecast forward a little bit because the thing we keep hearing from the Twins is the offseason doesn't end in the middle of December. So if we're going to do this scorecard exercise that Rami made me play earlier and he made you play as you called in you're so kind to give up some of your time and he still pins you down and makes you give a letter grade what, what do you think the letter grade is going to be on uh at, in the end of march when the twins are opening the 2020 season yeah yeah that's a good question i mean it's hard to say but i mean i i don't think they're gonna go in with this group so i've already given them a b i i think b plus but i mean okay. who knows if, if you get a john gray what's that make the grade does that make the grade an a i don't know um if you get somebody like that where it's an impact young guy that has a couple of years of control left, that could highly, you know, change the grades. So, I, I mean, I really I think they've done a good job so far. Um, any additions would only make it a very good offseason, I think. Awesome. That is Dan Hayes of The Athletic. You can read his work there. Follow him on Twitter, at Dan Hayes, and catch him frequently right here on Score North Live. And we always appreciate it, Dan. Thank you very much. Good to talk with you, Dan. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Dan Hayes joining us on Score North Live and willing to give me a, a letter grade. He did. He played ball. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.